Weekly Feed, comma, the. From the studios of WFPK in Louisville, Kentucky, welcome once again to the Weekly Feed. My name is Kyle Meredith, and oh, do we have another great show lined up. Uh, you'll get your new music fix with tracks by Echo and the Bunnymen, Lana Del Rey, The Black Keys, and Twin Shadow. And make sure the table is set because uh, we have guests coming. Tim Kingsbury from Arcade Fire is here, and also make a spot for Elijah Wood, who will be joining later. Tonight's uh, dinner soundtrack gets started thanks to a Wes Anderson tribute album called I Saved Latin. The star-studded affair finds musicians covering their favorite Anderson soundtrack moments, and we've got the debut listen. Here is Telekinesis covering the kinks this time tomorrow on the Weekly Feed.
pains of being pure at heart, have named their new record Days of Abandon, and from the sound of this latest listen, Eurydice, uh, the sound matches the title. A nice driving cinematic single there. Supergroup time! Take three quarters of Mars Volta and add Flea, and you get at a mask. Even though this is basically Mars Volta with a superstar bass player, their sound is something akin more to at the drive-in. Now we're still waiting on a full length, but there are a pair of tracks circulating, and here's one 4 a.m. on the weekly feed.
the weekly feed.
continues. That's Lana Del Rey with West Coast here on the weekly feed. We're now told that the new record, Ultraviolence, is a real thing, but no word on a release date. However, it is 100% confirmed that Dan Auerbach is indeed behind at least some of the production. Echo and the Bunnymen in there as well with Lovers on the Run. That's the latest peek into Meteorites, due out on June 3rd. Completely loving what we've heard so far. Still to come, Arcade Fire hangs out, as does Elijah Wood, who will spin a track as well. Oh, and and hey, our very own Aaron Keene has written a new book, Demolition of the Promised Land, billed as a poetry book with Bruce Springsteen as the guide, ghost, and accidental guru, available online now. The The Weekly weekly feed. Feed. This is John from Sacco, and you're listening to The Weekly Feed with Kyle Meredith. Excitement builds as we get more from the upcoming Black Keys disc, Turn Blue. I'm personally excited to hear them branching out on their sound, obvious on this title track, Turn Blue, on The Weekly Feed. No. 
Arcade Fire's Afterlife here on the weekly feed. Now a bona fide arena band who I can attest to is having one of the best live shows going. They're constantly making headlines with their covers, antics, and collaborations, but it wouldn't mean much without the music. I recently sat down with the band's Tim Kingsbury to discuss their rise, scoring the film Her, 
And working with Bowie, you can catch the entire conversation at theweeklyfeed.org. Weekly, Weekly feed. feed. So congratulations on everything. I mean, it's been uh, crazy uh, from moment go, I think, for you guys. For sure, yeah. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been nuts. This year has been particularly nuts, but in a good way. It looks like. I mean, yeah. is this... Um, is this a make it or break it moment? Do you guys see it like that? Because it feels like you guys, this is the most intense workload I think I've ever seen any band try to pull off. Huh. From the setup to the of the record, you know, and everything uh -huh. that went, uh, you know, before the release, uh, the tour, all the exposure and everything. It almost feels like this is like, guys, all the money down. Yeah. Um, Let's do this. I guess you could look at it like that. I mean, it's. I don't think it's like. I don't think it's make it or break it in terms of our us as a band or anything. But yeah. I, but, it, but maybe uh, I mean we we certainly have always just sort of done as much as we can, and so right now I think because of you know the fact that things have gone so well in the past, we're in a we're in a position where we can try bigger things. So, yeah. so the thought of turn like you know doing an arena show and trying to uh, maybe make it a little more intimate and uh, and uh, you know it, it was. It's it's very uh, an appealing idea for us. Yeah, and it's, you hard hear, to, it's hard to pass up the challenge. Sure, too. you hear a lot of bands talk about that. Uh, yeah. Not every band talk about that, but you hear a lot of bands saying, "Okay, we've made it, you know, to the big room. Uh -huh. How do we make it special for every single yeah, person?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's got to be yeah. a challenge. I mean, you guys have come up with some pretty interesting ideas, but that's still got to be a challenge. For sure, yeah. And I, and I think for a long time we were really kind of averse to the thought of playing in arenas and yeah. stuff, but. Yeah. Then it's sort of over time. It's been. I mean, we just we've, we've had a few experiences with it, and we've been thinking about it, and it's, you know, it's it's actually it's another venue to try sure. and uh, have fun with. And why not? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Who knows? You know, how often you get that chance? In yeah, a exactly. Career. There is something though that's almost yeah. like punk rock about the way you guys have come about this. Um, mm -hmm. You know, here's a band that gets the Grammy, mm -hmm. gets the album of the year, and then comes back with. I mean, a lot of other bands would just say, okay, let's try to capitalize on that. Let's go for the lowest common denominator on our sound. Let's write the big hit. Uh -huh. This is a challenging record. We've always been mostly motivated by doing things that are exciting to us. Yeah. Like, you know, when we when we started recording, you know, our first songs and writing our first songs, we, you know, we were mostly fueled by, this is exciting, this sounds good. Sure. You know, it's like, never did we, you know, have the ambition of, Winning an award or, yeah. or playing an arena, for that matter. But once it's handed like, to you, though, once you are there, yeah, it seems like it does. It would change the game a little bit. But you know, like I, I didn't grow up being super excited about arena rock bands, sure, you know, like sure. or like or the Grammys or that kind of thing. Yeah. And so for me, and I think for other people in the band too, it's like it's like, oh, this is interesting. Like this is a whole other thing that we can play yeah. with or whatever. But it's like. At this, still, like if, if I was, if we were just a straight up pop band doing that, I don't think we would last. Like I don't think we'd be interested for very sure. long. You know? sure. Weekly feed. That's Tim Kingsbury from Arcade Fire. There is much more of our conversation at theweeklyfeed.org. Another from their latest. Here is Reflector on the Weekly Feed.
Weekly Beep. <laughs> <laughs> White Reaper with Half Bad on the weekly feed. It's been a big week for the trio, who just signed with Polyvinyl and found this lead single, Getting Some Pitchfork Love. Debut EP out June 24th. And a sunny day in Glasgow in there as well. The poppy sounds of crushing can be heard on the upcoming Sea Went Absent, also due out on June 24th. Sean Cannon talks to Elijah Wood, and we hand him the controls to spin a song as well. Plus, new twin shadow. The weekly feed.
speed. speed. Sean Cannon is back and is joined this week by Elijah Wood. Yes, that Elijah Wood. The actor was at the most recent South by Southwest when Pocket caught up with him to discuss how his obsession with music began. The Weekly Feed. So Elijah, I've seen you talk a fair amount in the past um, about your obsession with music, I guess you could say. I mean, heck, uh, you ran a record label for a while. So I'm curious, where'd all of it start for you? Um, When I was a teenager, I guess. I mean, I always loved music, even from the age of eight on. But I think as a teenager... I I had a a sort of voracious appetite. You know, from a young age, I did a lot of traveling, so I was exposed to different kinds of music through traveling and different people that I would work with. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes, as a young person, you're you're typically only exposed to, like, you know, there's a few outlets. Like, it's either the radio or MTV. And you tend to kind of just exist within a certain kind of music that your peers are listening to or whatever that those sort of channels are. And because I was traveling so much, I I got to listen to music from a variety of different age groups and different kinds of people. So I was exposed to a lot of different music that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. Mm, And I think that really changed things for me. And it made me more voracious in terms of my appetite for learning about different kinds of music and, um, you know, different parts of the world and so on and so forth. So I suppose, like, you know, when I was a teenager. Like, I, I think I, I really got sort of obsessive then and was I was buying CDs, you know, ravenously. and Yeah. yeah. See, that's funny because a lot of people, you, you know, you kind of get into music because you gravitate toward a certain subset of sure. people and they introduce you to that <coughs> stuff. But it sounds like you kind of did the exact opposite where it was because of, you know, what you were doing when you were that age, mm. you had the ability to, instead of... Uh, I wasn't. A, it wasn't one pool. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You. you in, it was the exact opposite. Where instead you had the ability to go beyond all of your own predilections or the circles that you were in. Totally. Um, yeah. And oftentimes it starts with one band, which is not untrue of me either. I mean, I. You know, as a teenager, I was obsessed with the Smashing Pumpkins. Right. So like they were the band that I that I followed. I feel like everybody has a band yeah. that they sort of start with and they obsess over. So that was the band for me, and I I became obsessed about you know collecting every B side and all of their singles and bootlegs and so on and so forth. And then so much then branched out from there. Yeah. You know? And again, I think aided by the fact that it wasn't one pool that I was extracting everything. Because I think had that been the case, I would have just been exposed to like K-Rock in, in LA, you know, and it would have just been those bands. And I kind of grew out of that relatively quickly and realized mm-hmm. that there was so much more. All right, so Elijah, is there anything that's been going through your head lately that you want to hear right now? Um, how about Chrome Canyon's Computers of Love? Chrome Canyon is a music composer, and he released an EP that there are only two songs. His body music was the EP, and it wasn't released on vinyl. And I've told him, I was like, get this out on vinyl, because I need to play this record to, to people. Um, but it's a song called Computers of Love, and it's just, it's probably one of the more pop-driven, dancey sort of tracks that he's done. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's killer. Here it is from Elijah Wood, Computers of Love from Chrome Canyon, right now on the weekly feed. we
Lewis Jr. shooting for the stars on this new twin shadow cut. To the top is the name of the song and the direction as well. And while we haven't been given the confirmation on a new record, all rumors are calling for some time in the summer. Market 8 and wrap it up. Our hour is over, but if you're still hankering for some more new music, we've got tons of it over the weeklyfeed.org. Episodes, music news, interviews, including an extended version of Sean Cannon's talk with Elijah Wood. Our video feed series plays weekly on Salon.com, this week featuring Arcade Fire. The weekly feed is distributed by Louisville Public Media and WFBK Radio Louisville. Stacey Owen is the executive director. Brad Yost edits. Chris Witzke directs, films, and edits our video feed. And you can find more from Sean Cannon at afterdark.wfbk.org. We get extra assistance from WFBK's Laura Shine. I'm your host. You can find me at Twitter and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. We'll see you same time next week when we'll be joined by J. Roddy Walston and the Dismemberment Plan. Till then, be good.